Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. So how exactly is the war in Ukraine going? Well, as is often the case, it depends whom you ask. If you ask Vladimir Putin, it's going great. Everything's wonderful. It was totally justified and they're completely winning like Charlie Sheen. If you ask everybody else... Uh, Russia is getting beat and beat bad, not without taking a lot of casualties and doing a lot of horrible things in the process, however. We had had reports along the way that Russian soldiers were disobeying orders, that there had been sabotage against their own vehicles, that morale was very low. None of this comes as particularly new information. But now a senior Department of Defense official tells Newsweek, oh no, it's mid-level officers who are now refusing to follow orders or are taking orders and doing them a little bit, you know, kind of barely obeying, maybe enough not to avoid a court-martial, but certainly not to the extent that they had been told. And this includes mid-grade officers, including some at the battalion level. You know, previous reports, like the New York Times had reported that a whole bunch of young conscripts in the Russian military had actually laid down their arms rather than fight Ukraine. There had been widespread reporting that moral and psychologically the Russian forces were demoralized, which makes sense as in they're basically in retreat mode and they have failed to have the quick victory that they expected to have over the Ukrainians. And of course, we have to take all of this information with a little bit of skepticism because some of it comes from, for example, Ukraine itself, which has been known to produce disinformation, which is common during warfare. But you had some intercepts it claiming that soldiers in the Russian army were referring to themselves as cannon fodder or talking about their situation in Ukraine as being hell. And even one Russian commander of a regiment fighting near Izium in the Kharkiv region saying he was going to have to shoot some of his troops. They were completely demoralized because he couldn't get them worked up morally or physically to do the battle. I mean, it's one thing to fight a war you don't believe in against your wishes, but it's another thing to be losing that war very, very badly and to start to suspect that nothing is going the way you expected it to, that you don't want to be here, and that your country is losing because they were wrong in the first place, in addition to seeing some of the horrible things that you're being told to do. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. And now Moon Talk with Andrew Tallman. That's right. Later this month, we're going to see, are you ready for this? A blood supermoon lunar eclipse. Now, let's kind of explain those terms a little bit. First thing, lunar eclipse. You know what that is. That's fairly simple. That's when the moon is on the far side of the Earth from the sun and is obscured in its light by the Earth, so we cast shade on the moon, and you can't really see it too well. There's two kinds of lunar eclipses. There's just like solar eclipses. There's partial and full. A partial lunar eclipse happens when a portion of the moon is obscured by what's called the umbra shadow of the earth. That's when no portion of the sun has a direct shot at some portion of the moon. So a partial lunar eclipse is when part of the moon goes into the umbra. A total lunar eclipse is when a, you guessed it, all of the moon goes into the umbra. And we're going to get one of those overnight from the 15th to the 16th of May. 
All right, so what is a supermoon? Well, a supermoon is a description of when the moon is full at its closest point or close to its closest point to the Earth. Remember that the moon goes in an elliptical orbit around the Earth, and so sometimes it's closer and sometimes it's farther. When it is closest, we talk about it being biggest because it's closest, and that's what's called a supermoon. If it's a full moon when it's closest, or 90% of what's called perigree, that's closest point, that's called a supermoon. So it is going to be a supermoon lunar eclipse. And finally, what is a blood moon? Well, the best way to understand a blood moon is by understanding sunrise and sunset. Obviously, you've all noticed that when you look at the sun up in the air, I mean, don't look directly at it, but you've seen that it's yellow. When the sun gets down toward the horizon, either coming up as a sunrise or going down as a sunset, it turns red and it makes for these beautiful pictures and it's wonderful stuff, especially if you're on the island or looking out west from Key West or whatever. The reason the sun looks red is because the light coming from the sun gets scattered having to travel through more particles in the air to get to you, as opposed to when it's up, up above, and the particles tend to scatter the blue wavelengths away, the more particles in the air, like if there's smoke or if there's a forest fire nearby or heavy pollution, the redder it gets because more of the blues filtered out, more of the red gets through. Okay, understanding that, same concept when it comes to the moon. What you're basically seeing is that the sunlight, yellowish light, white light, is is traveling through the very narrow layer of atmosphere around the Earth in order to get to the moon that's about to be eclipsed or is close in the penumbra kind of area. And so it's getting illuminated primarily by reddish light because the blue light waves are being scattered away by the particles in the air and pollution and whatever it might encounter on its travel from the sun through the atmosphere of the Earth and over to the moon. And in fact, the stuff that's right next to the eclipse portion that's the reddest is actually traveling through the atmosphere twice one on the way through from the sun to the moon, and then one on the way back to your eyes from the moon, the way, for example, the sunset would be turned red. So it gets extra red because of all that filtering. So now you know what a blood supermoon lunar eclipse is, and again, this will happen overnight, right about midnight, a little after midnight Eastern time on the 16th, the 15th to the 16th. Now, as much as I understand and love this stuff, quite frankly, I do have to admit to you that even I find it a little bit tedious some of the -the over-the-top names that we give to these weather and or space phenomenon. You know, it's as if the weather folks contracted out their PR to, you know, Jim Bob's used car marketing slogans are us, and they get these over-the-top extravagant-sounding names for things that are really all that special, honestly. I mean, I almost feel like blood, supermoon, lunar eclipse, so boring. Let's add blood, supermoon, lunar eclipse, Golgotha, you know, or something to really raise the blood. Come on down now. We've got a blood, supermoon, lunar eclipse, LX turbo apocalypse on the lot right now with low miles and a deep red color. Maybe it's a little over the top, but then I've always thought things like polar vortex were absurd. Nevertheless, it is going to be kind of cool to look at if the skies are clear around midnight, the 15th to the 16th. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And finally, from the lawsuits whose outcomes sound outrageous when you first hear them, but listen a little while and it might make sense to you file. That file takes two tabs, by the way, for the title. 
A woman in Bellevue, Washington, recently won a $125,000 settlement against the city of Bellevue and King County following a three-year court battle about her cat, Miska, a cat that had been rampaging around the neighborhood and taunting other pets and causing them trouble and had $30,000 in fines leveled against her and was eventually put in kitty jail, or the pound, for various violations. Now, if I told you that the owner's name was not Karen, but Anna, you'd call me a liar. But no, bear with me for a second. This is not primarily a story about some overly sensitive cat owner who takes the fight against City Hall. This is a story about corrupt politicians. Because basically what was going on here is that down the road a couple of blocks, you had somebody who was the manager of the regional animal services of King County, and this person was responsible for the bulk of the complaints against this cat. In fact, it looks like this person actually arranged to have other neighbors file complaints against this cat and then abused authority as the manager of the regional animal services of King County, and actually had the venue shifted for some of the court proceedings to a place where they did not have the authority to actually issue the ruling that they did. And eventually, the court that had the dispositive ruling on all this said that, look, the city and the county have to pay. And that's where the $125,000 of settlement comes for various persons abusing, misusing their power and harassing her over a cat that was roaming the neighborhood. But the 125 grand is going to be a bit of a pyrrhic victory for Miska's owner because the cat disappeared in 2019 and hasn't been heard from since, after allegedly some of the neighbors even threatened to shoot the cat. So we have no idea what happened to this animal. See, when I tell you it's a woman who can't control her cat and wants a payoff, yeah, it sounds dubious. When I tell you that uh, officials down the way have been abusing their privilege in order to try to harass this woman and her cat, you know, you can see where the court came from. Don't always judge a lawsuit by its headline. That's it for The Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And please consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit the five-star rating before you go. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.